All right. <clears throat> Good afternoon. Jeez. Oh, I don't know how much you, uh, you guys prepared during the week offensively. Uh, yet you end up first half yesterday, 70 yards, 17 plays. Uh, how is that possible with the talent that you have? Yeah, it's not good enough. Um, first of all, uh, we've we've got it. We've. I mean, it's obvious. We got to do better. Um, we got to coach better. Uh, we got to we got to play better. Um, and there's got to be that sense of urgency um, by everybody. I think going into any game, um, to uh, to start fast, to execute better. Um, and, and quite frankly, that's 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 the bottom line. It's not a new problem. I mean, it's it's something that we've kind of talked about a lot of. On a lot of Mondays, the slow starts. Um, has it been difficult that you guys haven't even been able to to solve that problem through 14? Yeah, it's been it's been difficult because it's not showing up on the field. Um, so again, it goes back to you know um, how how am I teaching plays? Uh, how am I teaching um, the openers? Um, and and I put a lot of a lot of a lot of that on myself, you know, because because I'm the one calling the play, and and uh, I got I got to start with that. What was the thinking behind the uh, the option plays for Carson? There's a third one, and then there was. Oh, it was. It was. It was a. It really. I mean, it was a well-designed play. We we anticipated uh, in their short yardage front uh, for 90 to, to spike and to and to come inside a lane. That's what we expected a pirate stunt, and he actually. Um, we were going to combo between him and him and Zach up to the backer, and then and then we were going to basically just option right off at 38 and it was third and one and and Carson could could have dove and, and got the first down but 90 didn't spike he actually uh stayed on lanes outside so um you know just a great play by the Cowboys. It's a year ago today that Carson Wentz tore his ACL, tore his LCL. Where have you seen him progress as a young quarterback coming back from that injury and where do you feel like you still want to see him move forward? Well one I think uh for for me and, and really for him I think you know the the mental journey coming back from an injury for any player. Um, I, I think of Sproles, I think of Jason Peters, Jordan Hicks, guys that we missed last year um, that are back, and, and Carson's the same. So I think of the mental mental aspect of, of that and how well they they worked in the off season to get themselves back ready to play this year. Um, and now it, just moving forward, you you see you see where all of those guys are. Um, you know they're playing. They're back out there playing. I do believe that sometimes these injuries could, um, you know, from the standpoint of, of, in Carson's case, missing the first two games and then and then really kind of missed training camp and you know so. But now he's feeling good. You know uh, he's feeling he's feeling as healthy as he's ever been. Um, Sproles is feeling the same way. I know JP is, is has fought through a couple other injuries, but he's. He's pretty much feeling the same way, um, but it is—it's that mental journey, I think, to get back to this point uh, where they feel comfortable and confident in, in what they're doing. So as far as injuries, do you mentally there? Yeah, totally, 100%. There's no um, after effects at all from the knee. He's playing. Is it physically? Do you see the mobility that you saw last year? I think what you're seeing is—is—is he—he's uh, had the ability to do that this year. He has escaped the pocket. I think if you're referring to yesterday's game. Part of uh, the sacks were just the collapse of the pocket and keeping him in the pocket, so there really were no running lanes yesterday to, to escape. As, as far as injuries, Corey Clement, Josh Sweat, and Isaac Shimano, where are they yeah, uh, Corey Clement, um, we're still waiting on a couple of MRI results to come back today, so we'll find out more later today. I'll probably have an update for you on, on Wednesday for sure. 
Uh, Isaac um, is going to be day to day, um, quite frankly, with his pec. Um, who was the other one? Josh Wett. Josh Wett, same thing. Still waiting on pending MRI result to come back. Coach, what thoughts have been on, on Carson's accuracy yesterday and, and over the past few weeks? I think it could. Uh, he's been good. I wouldn't say he's been great. I'd say he's been good. Uh, he's made. You look at the fourth quarter yesterday, and it was great. Um, and and we, you know, and accuracy comes in many forms. It's not necessarily the quarterback. I, I have to factor in route running. I have to factor in coverage. I got to factor in protection. There's all kinds of aspects that that go into um, accuracy for a quarterback. And and one of the things that I think Carson over his three years has gotten really good. He's gotten better at it. I think that's something that he's worked on. Press has worked on it. You know, with him, obviously the last couple of seasons. So. Uh, it's improving, and and he, you know, and 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 he's really done. He's really made. I mean, you look at that throw he threw to Dallas. Well, two throws he threw to Dallas. He threw a corner out, and then he threw that seam route. And those balls were were laser throws. You know, pinpoint accuracy, and that's 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 where he's at, and that's what he's doing. Last year, the, the decision to not go for two to to kick the extra point there at the end that would seem the prudent thing to do. You get the tie, you send your defense back out there. How do you square that with the advantage that being aggressive in those situations really seemed to give you guys last year and, and just that moment of, hey, we can take the lead here and put the pressure yeah. back on that? You know, I mean, if we make an extra point, we have the lead. I look at that, too. You know, I got to look at everything. I can't just look at one situation. I got to look at the entire pie. Um, so the two-point conversion um, – and and I got a report on this, and I, I you know I, I can't off the top of my head think of exactly the numbers, but the, everything was in favor of going for one. And even that we had the discussion on the field uh, during the uh, the penalty um, timeout, so to speak, to uh, make that decision. And with Dallas having a minute and thirty nine seconds, I think left uh, with two timeouts, it changes. So had we Follow me here. Have okay, two situations. Go for it. Go for two. Obviously, you you make the two point conversion. You're up one, right? Dallas has two timeouts and every down available to stay on the field and kick a game winning field goal, right? Um, obviously, if we don't make it, chances are game's probably over, right? We kick it. We tie. Now Dallas still has two timeouts. Now they're not as likely to go for it on fourth down, right? There's, there's a chance now, fourth and eight, that they say, you know what, we're going to punt the football. And we only have one timeout at the time with maybe no time left, and you're still playing, you're still playing for overtime. So for the decision now, the decision to, to go for one obviously favors us, and it gives us a better chance of winning that football game than it did for two. When you said last year it was 60-40 in favor of converting, and you called it a no well, the are one the was it after the Carolina game? Yeah, are the numbers different this year? And that was a that was in the third quarter. No, this is inside two minutes. But in terms of the, of the conversion rate from from the rates are about the same, percentage wise are about the same. Okay, but that gets back to my point, which is if I mean you wrote a book titled Fearless. I mean, going forward in the third quarter, it seems is far less fearless than going forward and, and putting it out there with the game on. You know, see what I mean? Like, like you know. I understand what you're saying, but again. You know, with two timeouts and all four downs, and we hadn't really stopped them. You know, I mean, you, you can we can we can spin this thing 
I mean, a hundred different ways, really. Um, and and I mean, <clears throat> I don't know. I, I still stand by my decision. And and plus with the high kick, you know, we're, we're going to pin them inside the twenty. I think they got the ball at the seventeen yard line, and we were still able to stop them and go into go into overtime. Now. Um, you know, and and so it it does it does change just a little bit in those situ in those situations. End of game situations are different than third quarter situations. They're totally different, and and so we played the percentages at the end of the game, right? And and quite frankly, gave us the best chance of winning that game. Very end of the fourth quarter, uh, you guys got that sack with like 11, 10 seconds left. Did you think about calling timeout to force them to punt? No. No. Because they weren't going to call theirs. At that point, but you could have called them out to force them to punt. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, they were going to probably kick it in the end zone anyway, and then you end up kneeling on it, and you're out of timeouts, and four seconds left. Yeah, no. Uh, Sidney Jones was mentioning after the game yesterday that you know obviously his hamstring wasn't 100 percent and everything like that. Um, just kind of what was it like for him out there, like trying to guard Amari Cooper, and, and what's his status like going into? Yeah, Amari is obviously a tremendous receiver, and and he's done he's done some some great things there for for Dallas, and um, <clears throat> you know, okay, yeah, um, I got to be careful because, yeah, um, yeah, Amari is a great receiver and he's hard to defend and early in the game I thought I thought Sydney did a nice job defending a couple passes a couple tackles in there so um, you'll have to continue to ask Sydney on the rest of it Doug, what happened to Jalen Mills's foot Jalen Mills Jalen Mills you know we were very optimistic that uh, Jalen was going to was going to get better and it just wasn't it just wasn't there um, giving him every opportunity each week to uh, to, to continue to rehab and, and work it out and and uh, it's just unfortunate that it wasn't where he wanted it to be, where we wanted it to be, and, and so we made the decision. He wasn't wearing a boot, as far as we could tell, for, for weeks, and then all of a sudden he was. What changed? Yeah, I just think through through the rehab and, and, and different things and, and a couple of you know MRI and X-ray results that it was best to put him back in the boot and see if it could help promote some healing and, and just immobilize it for a while. Sydney, are you able to... to Get an accurate assessment and evaluation on him this year on, on Sydney um, because of the injury. And well, what it, do you it, think? Yeah, I, I think it, it's hard. I mean, you know, it's tough to get a true evaluation, but we know, you know, we we knew the player we were getting based on what we saw in college, and and uh, he's a tremendous corner. I mean, he, he's a good cover corner, and and I, I think that you know, for any player that's dealing with um, injury. Um, you know, you, you focus on that just a little bit, and and it can it can pull you away from from playing at a high level at times. And I think that's where, you know, I can appreciate guys that, and, and Sydney is one of them. That guys that each week every everybody is a little banged up, a little sore, going through stuff, and and uh, for them to battle through it, be out there practice every day, um, and put themselves out there for the team, I think is a, is a credit. Uh, to each player, and, and Sydney's one of those guys. On the, open, on, the opening, on the opening kickoff, you challenge, if, if, correct me if I'm wrong, and, and I very well could be, but you guys challenged that he was down before he fumbled. They overturned that, and then they decided that there was no clear recovery, but since they overturned it, shouldn't you have not lost your timeout? How, how does that work? Because they 
the challenge was actually successful because he challenged whether he was down before he fumbled. Um, the challenge was the fumble and clear recovery of of the ball. The play, right? Yeah. So we ended up. Um, so they overturned. They well, said it was, it was, it was a, a true. It was a true fumble, but they, there was no clear recovery. So that was the explanation I got, and, well, and so we ended up losing the challenge and and the timeout. After looking at that, um, and after hearing the way your players responded after the game, and then after hearing the fans and how upset really everyone is because that that call could have changed the whole the whole complexion of the game. Uh, what are your thoughts today, day after? You weren't too hard on us last night. I'm going to stand by my statement last night. Listen, I'm not going to sit here and criticize. Um, that's not my place. We have an opportunity. We have a, a protocol that we can use uh, to turn in plays on a Monday. I, I, listen, I know it doesn't, doesn't help us. It doesn't change the output of the football game. Um, it is what it is there. But, you know, there are, there are plays that we want to get a ruling on and, and just see if, if what we thought was correct or, or inaccurate. And, and so, you know, we've, we've done that on several plays. We're still waiting on some, you know, some uh, input back on that. Um, and, you know, it was just, it's unfortunate, Thank unfortunate. You. you talked about Carson's improved accuracy. And yet his average pass per length has dropped from 9.91, an average of 9.91 yard per attempt to 7.68. How do you explain that? I'd have to look at all the attempts and see if it's, it's if it's design, if it's scheme. Is he taking too much underneath? Is he not trying to push the ball downfield enough? Well, again, without looking at the coverage, coverage dictates where the ball goes. Blitz dictates where the ball goes. Um, if it's down the field, he's going to throw it down the field. I mean, you, you got to play quarterback in this league. You can't. Every play can't be designed to, to get you 20-plus yards. I mean, that's just that's foolish. Um, so you're saying that defenses are, are taking away the deep ball? Defenses are playing defense. You're confusing to me because if you play quarterback in, the, if you play quarterback in this league, the mentality is you take what the defense gives you. That's the mentality. And if it happens to be a back or a tight end underneath, then you know what? First and second down. We stay ahead of the chains. We get a chance to stay on the on the field on third down. So, if that affects the overall, probably going to affect the overall. But at the end of the day, I'd rather take a win over a two yard, you know, discrepancy or whatever you got there. As a, as a, as a follow up on uh, Sidney Jones, thought the fact he's playing for the injury, but he's 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 come off the field now twice since the return. Where do you stand on him going forward this season and the cornerbacks overall? Where do you stand in that position? Yeah, uh, you know, it's something we're just we're going to uh, continue to evaluate Sydney uh, each day, make sure again that he's he's right not only physically but mentally. I mean, it's a it's a big part of it too. You know, as I mentioned earlier, but uh, um, yeah, I mean, you know, from the standpoint of the corners, I mean, you know, there's uh, not a lot of depth there right now, and we just got to continue to evaluate that and and see, but. Uh, you know, the other one we're hoping for is Avante Maddox. You know, maybe this week. So we'll we'll see where he's at too. And and that would that would for now well just as an added you know safety nickel type type player. And and uh, we'll see where he's at. You know, this week as well. Okay. Thanks. Okay. Thanks. Thanks.